This is Nursing in America. This is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This episode, Tanya shares 11 potential questions you might be asked at the consulate interview. While Carl recounts a story from his life promoting caution when choosing a recruitment agency to sign with. Asking who is your employer, because obviously this is an EB3 green card, employment-based. How did you learn about your employer? How did you apply? Where's your employer's address? What is your hourly rate? Where will you be working? Which area are you assigned? How many hours per week will you be working? When will you travel to the U.S.? Who is your contact person in the U.S.? Is your employer providing you relocation? And how long have you been working as a nurse? This should be consistent with the DS-260. Carl, any other questions that you've seen the consulate officers ask um, or any comments on that list? Yeah, I think the list is very good. It did trigger a a memory that I had. A lot of my wife's nieces, (laughs) we've actually immigrated over either from the Philippines or they've gone to Canada and we've immigrated them from Canada. But I remember one specific niece because she lived with us for a while and her husband actually works for me. I gave him a job. He's very good. But there was some big recruitment company, certainly not you, Tanya. You would never do anything like this, but I I couldn't believe they had done this. They have hospitals across the U.S. that they make contracts with. And they told her that she would be working in a suburb of Los Angeles. When she actually got here, they said, oh, that job's disappeared. It's already been filled. And you have to go up to Idaho, which is over a thousand miles away from Los Angeles. And she goes, what do you mean Idaho? I mean, my family's here and you told me I had a job here. And fortunately, I, I was not representing her. She had another immigration attorney. And I thought, this is strictly against the law for them to, you know, she's already told the, the embassy in Manila that she's going to be working in Los Angeles and they're giving her a job a thousand miles away. So I said, who's the lawyer? And it was, you know, a guy that I knew for years. And I called him up and I said, hey, you and I both know that that's against the law for the company to do that. What they told her was that I think it was like $40,000 that they said they had spent on the on the whole case and that in her contract, she was going to have to reimburse them if she didn't go to Idaho. And I said, no, you can't do that. You told her you had a job in L.A. She told the embassy that I'll give you 24 hours or, or we're going to turn that information over to immigration and your, your client is not going to be able to bring any more nurses to the U.S. And about three hours later, the guy called me and he wrote me an email and he said, okay, forget the $40,000. She's fine. I was taken aback. I I didn't know that companies thought they could get away with it. And I guess if she hadn't had an uncle who was an immigration lawyer. Thank goodness for you. She made a move to Idaho. And I I just thought that's, that's not the way to handle things. So, you know, people sometimes think they can skirt the requirements of the immigration law. And I'm not talking about the nurse. I'm talking about the employer or the recruitment agency. And, you know, I've worked with, you know, Tanya and I, we've we've worked together for years. And I know 
You've never done anything like that. But once in a while, there's somebody out there that that does that. And, and you should be very careful, like which recruitment agency you sign up with. Because if they're telling you things that don't sound right, guess what? It probably is not right. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Thank you for listening.